that is the biggest barrier to immense progress for you going forward. It's psychological. The technical aspects can be worked out with great advisors, but you have to work on yourself and understand what the differences are. And good coaching and understanding can get you to the highest level and be a winner. Welcome to the Market Call Show, where we discuss what's happening in the markets and the impact on your investments. Tune in every Thursday on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Market Call Show. This is Louis Giannis. I am the founder of WealthNet Investments. Today, we have an interesting topic, and I'm really excited about diving in, so let's get going. Hey, if you've come into money, congratulations. Now let's be smart about it. Welcome to the Market Call Show. Is having money new to you? Let's say you've inherited money or you sold your business or maybe you had your company give you a bunch of stock. And in your past, maybe you've done okay, but you've never really had real wealth, but now you do. A lot of things can happen really good to you and then it's easy to drop the ball. And I'm gonna talk a lot today about some of the issues that we see and how maybe you can make better decisions if having money is new to you. So first of all, I wanna talk about the entrepreneur. Maybe this doesn't apply to you. So if it doesn't apply to you, please be patient and keep listening because I wanna talk to other categories of people who having money is new to you. But if having money is new to you, please keep listening because I'm going to probably touch on your situation. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about the entrepreneur. So one of the things that's happening right now is people have been working really hard on their business for years, and now they're able to actually cash in and make real wealth with their business. And maybe in the past, they didn't have a whole lot of money. Maybe they worked hard with their spouse or with close colleagues working on this business. They've concentrated all their efforts on this one business and was very diligent on making short-term decisions and long-term decisions, looking at every month and every quarter and focusing their attention, and then it paid off. So now you've got this lump sum of money, millions of dollars, right? The game has changed for you. And this is common for all the people who have come into wealth and didn't have it before. The game has now changed. The biggest change is that now you need to keep that money, not just keep it stable as being the same dollar amount over time, but you actually have to grow it in order to keep it at the same purchasing power that it is today. So if you ran into, I don't know, let's just use a number. Let's say if you ran into $10 million, you're going to need a heck of a lot more than $10 million 20 years from now, or 10 years from now, even five years from now, just to keep up with inflation and the taxes that are going to be laid upon you and imposed on you. And there's going to be tons of forces coming at you, as you probably already know, that is going to want to get into your pockets. So the biggest two culprits diving into your pockets is inflation and second taxes. So now the game has changed. You've sold out and now you've got this liquidity event. You're probably going to pay some taxes on that. And you're going to want to maintain that wealth. The thing that's psychologically different about investing now for you and making money now for you is that you're not going to have total control. In the past, you've had total control. You can make all the decisions where you allocate your capital. But inevitably, you're going to need to invest as a partial owner in things or in public securities. And the game is different when you invest in that way. You have to think more long-term, 
And you also have to think about value and diversification. So in the past, you've been focusing your efforts as an entrepreneur. Now you're going to need to diversify. Now you're going to need to be more understanding about different strategies and how they work together and diversify over time. And you're also going to be concerned about how I keep that tax bill being managed in that realm as an investor more than as owning a company. Although there's similarities, there are differences as well. So I think that's the biggest problem that we see psychologically being in control versus not being as much in control. You're still in control over the strategy, but you're not in control over each individual board. <laughs> you might own public stocks. And if you own a piece of Microsoft, just use that as an example. Obviously, you don't have control over the board. You're, you're going to have some things that happen that are unexpected. And you have to make different judgments or the people that you work with, the advisors that you work with are going to have to be really good at strategy diversification and identifying what I call robust strategies. Obviously, I didn't invent that term, robust strategies. That's been around for a long time. But the concept of robustness is going to be your new motto. Robustness means to make yourself bulletproof so that your investments can withstand all different types of economic environments. So it's a whole different mindset versus being concentrated on one industry, one company that you've built, right? And you're going to have to work with professionals that understand and can coordinate. The other big thing that's going to change is that the focus will change towards your estate. Like, how can I protect my money legally from other people's getting their hands on it? And how do I deal with communications with my colleagues, with my friends, all of those things that can affect your relationships because money does a strange thing. When you get money, your relationships can be strained. And how can you maintain the integrity of your own personality and your own relationships after making money? And there's a sense of guilt sometimes for people. So knowing that your intrinsic worth, and I know we're talking a lot about psychological things, there's definitely a scientific part of this too that we could dive into. But what I find is the psychological parts are the biggest impediments to real progress. Many times entrepreneurs, they think of themselves as being conservative because they've had control and they make decisions that they think are conservative, but in reality, they've been very focused. So when they get into the investment world, they may believe that they're really super conservative when they realize that they can't be as conservative as they want to be. Like the perfect world where you have zero risk and you have an 8% rate of return or more that's tax-free, that's very difficult for that to come by and not realistic. So keeping your money after taxes and inflation is more difficult for the entrepreneur. I was listening to an interview with Ray Dalio, one of the top hedge fund strategists, and that's one of the biggest things that he mentioned being a problem with their clients, and they have very large clients is dealing with the psychological aspect of converting from the entrepreneur who made their money and now is trying to maintain it. And then there's a whole concept of legacy, like how am I going to deal with this money in the future? What kind of philanthropical things am I going to do? And how am I going to deal with my own children? So that's one thing I wanted to mention. If you worry about your investments, need to make complex financial decisions, or pay unnecessary taxes, a lack of proper financial planning and investing may already be costing you a great deal. When you are ready to turn your peace of wealth into peace of mind, go to wealthnetinvest.com and click on the schedule a call button to talk to us and get a free consultation today. The other type of person that we're starting to see more of and this is more and more common because the stock market has done well, in particularly in tech. And some people may have had modest means most of their life, and all of a sudden they got stock. 
and the stock has propelled them into a higher net worth and a higher tax bracket, a higher income bracket. And now there's a whole different set of psychological issues that can impede progress. Some of them are the same as the entrepreneur, but some are quite different. So I want to focus on those areas that are different. So for somebody who has gotten company stock, there's usually some sense of loyalty to that stock and a sense of that I must hold on to a stock. And I've seen this happen over and over again, where people will make a judgment, kind of a woulda, coulda, shoulda judgment with a hold and hold and hold. Because in the past, when they were passively owning the stock, it made a bunch of money while they were just working away. And they go, oh, wow, that was easy. Like I've made all this money. And there's this thought that somehow it's going to continue to move on and go on indefinitely. And I learned the lesson back after the dot-com bubble that that does not happen especially when it goes from rags to riches kind of a situation. The company that comes to mind, my first experience with this was with Cisco. A lot of people who had Cisco stock, it did immensely well. And then it cratered after the dot-com bubble. And so many people thought it was going to come back. It's going to come back. It took well over 10 years for it to get back to even. And people wound up selling at the wrong time. And it's really important that you have a rational way of dealing with this. I talk about this in my book, the Financial Freedom Blueprint. I got a whole section on that in this book about how to think about your company's stock. I have some basic rules and guidelines on how to think about it. How much does it represent of your total net worth? Are you financially independent without the stock? All these different criteria. What is your tax situation? What is the valuation of that company? And how is the company doing? What do you know about it? What do you not know about it? And how do you make judgments? And even taking a look at the technical analysis of the stock price itself to help you make good quality judgments, and how to scale out of a stock that you own at the appropriate level, and how to deal with company politics and the regulations. There's just so much surrounding that. So we're experts in that. If you are in that situation, you should call us. But those psychological issues are the big impediment to progress. It's the impediment of, I can't sell this, or it's going to go to the moon. There's just a ton of different things that surround that. And you may or may not have the financial capacity to understand it. Most people have the capacity, but maybe not the time. That is a big thing with planning is getting that right, making sure that you're not overly concentrated and being rational about it and having a third party look at it. Okay, so the other big one that we see is just people inheriting money. I mean, we see more and more people who the boomers are passing on and they're sending that money to their kids. And now all of a sudden the children are rich or they've, you know, maybe they're not like extravagantly rich, but now they're financially independent if they play their cards right. So in that situation, you have a bunch of other issues. And a lot of that has to do with the technical aspect of what are the tax ramifications? What did I inherit? How much of what type of asset? How good are those assets? Do those assets make sense for me now? Then maybe they made sense for my parents, but do they make sense for me? How am I going to deal with the fact that my dad loved this company or worked for this company and I got this stock and I have this loyalty? I can think of one client who had loyalty to Ford stock and Ford's a great company, but it's a very cyclical business. So it moves up and down and just bad decisions can be made. So the idea is to be a winner. You could be a winner in this. And that's the whole idea. Hey, if you've come into money, congratulations. Now let's be smart about it. So if you inherited money, the first thing to do is make sure, how do I feel about all these assets? And make sure that you're getting over all these negative emotions, baggage around, especially if you were close to your parents or whoever you inherited to, or they inherited the money. Or maybe your spouse, your spouse died, and now you're in control of the money. And your spouse 
handled everything with the money. Typically, it's the man who handles everything. Let's face it. Let's just be real about it. That's what normally happens. But sometimes it's the opposite. I saw some statistics that said, and even though we like to think of everything being equal, (laughs) most of the time, not always, but most of the time, the men make the money and the women spend it or figure out how to allocate that capital, but maybe not be involved with the investments. That's not always the case. But if that's you, it could be the opposite. If it's a man who's never handled the money, either way, you're going to have to get educated all of a sudden, and you're going to need to have strong advisors that you trust, right? And get over some of the psychological things. And it takes time for that to work itself out. So inheriting is a big one. If you come into some company stock or if you sold your business, those are big things. Psychologically, that is the biggest problem, a barrier to immense progress for you going forward. It's psychological. The technical aspects can be worked out with great advisors, but you have to work on yourself and understand what the differences are. And good coaching and understanding can get you to the highest level and be a winner. So that's all I have for you right now. I hope you're having a great day and we will talk to you later. For the latest episode of The Market Call Show, make sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Go to marketcallshow.com for all our past episodes and sign up to get alerts for new episodes. If you enjoyed the content of this episode, please leave us a five-star review and comments. The information in this podcast is informational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific, individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. WealthNet Investments is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where WealthNet Investments and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. 